Well, I'm I'm on on the the Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, October 9th. I hope you're having a good day. We are thankful that you have taken the time to join us on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, Those on the radio app and the podcast, we welcome you today. And then those who are joining us on Facebook and YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in Uh, on this Monday. uh, We had a uh, great day yesterday. Before I get into yesterday, let me go back to last week. I apologize on Friday. We had some, uh, I say technical difficulties, to be more specific, we had some internet issues. And so I think we got those resolved for now, but we apologize for that. But we, Brother Nathan was able to go back and to post it after the fact. So if you missed uh, the live last Friday, then you can go back and watch that on our Facebook page at WVFV. Uh, Voice for Victory Radio, and we encourage you to do that. Uh, I hope it was a blessing to you. I've enjoyed this series in Hebrews 11, and of course last Friday we talked about Gideon, and what a what a great Bible character, what a great man that God used. He was a man of fear, uh, but yet God used him as a hero of the faith, and praise God for that uh, testimony. We had a great weekend. I thank the Lord for uh, the harvest party on Saturday, and then uh, yesterday, what a wonderful day in church. Every, I love every Sunday, but I thank the Lord for this time year and it feels like fall is in the air. Uh, I think we've already felt like it, but I think it's almost cold now. Uh, but I think we'll have a day or two of this and I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be back in the, the 70s. And you know, isn't it a rough life living in North Carolina where it never gets too cold until about January or February and then you survive those two months and usually you're good. And, uh, and by the way, if you think January and February is cold here, you ought to go some other places I've been and uh, it'd make this feel like a nice spring day in January compared to Illinois or Iowa or places like that. But uh, we're glad you're with us today. And uh, I hope you're doing well. I want to say uh, yesterday, uh, happy, uh, let's see here, yesterday, a happy birthday to Miss Sarah Mason. And uh, we thank the Lord for Miss Sarah. Of course, she plays the piano uh, at the school chapels. I've told you about her. She's a blessing. And uh, then yesterday, a happy anniversary. It was number 35. Uh, 35th anniversary for Chris and Meredith Jones. And happy anniversary to you folks. We appreciate you and uh, all you do. Of course, Miss Meredith teaches in our school. Uh, Brother Chris uh, uh, oversees our bus ministry and our jail ministry and then our buildings and grounds on both properties. That's a lot. And uh, we're thankful for Brother Chris and Miss Meredith. And then uh, today, a happy anniversary to Charles and Dorothy Suit. I hope you have a great day. Uh, this is number 57 and congratulations. We thank the Lord so much for you. And then today, a happy birthday to uh, Hilda Colum. And I hope you have a wonderful day. We thank the Lord for you as well. Um, Let's uh, today, uh, let's remember in prayer, let's remember our church. Uh, Of course, 
Uh, don't forget our Teen Spectacular is just around the corner two weeks from today. Uh, Brother Kenny Baldwin, let's remember to pray for him and pray for uh, that upcoming event. Uh, let's be in prayer for our school, pray for our missionaries, pray for uh, one another, pray for all of our members and the health needs and, and different things that uh, we are, we're going through. Let's pray for one another uh, there. And then I do want to say also um, tomorrow and to, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, we'll look forward to having uh, two of our assistant pastors will be filling in uh, for the winning side. And I appreciate them. And I know they, they do such a good job. I know they're a blessing uh, to me, and I know they're a blessing to you as well. So just keep that in mind, and uh, we're so thankful for the uh, wonderful staff God has given us, both church and school, and we are certainly, certainly blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going to go to a song, and then after the song, we will get into our Bible study in Hebrews 11. Now it's been a long, long road. And my soul has grown so weary I just can't understand All the struggles within me There have been times I strayed away And even times I could not pray And somehow my faith would say Just hold on, there's a brighter day He never gave up never gave up. Mercy reached down, that was enough. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on And you feel all hope is gone And you've often asked yourself Is there a reason to go on? Well, He looks beyond your guilt and shame You see His mercy, it takes the blame So just forget about your past And praise the Lord, you're free at last He never gave up Never gave up on me. If you could see who I was before, then I'm sure that you'll agree. He never once ever gave up on me. He never gave up. He never gave up. Mercy.
Amen for that. Hebrews 11 in your Bibles, we have gone through the list of these heroes of the faith. And some of these heroes, they, it's just one verse that's mentioned about them. Um, and then there's others that there are many verses, uh, Abraham, uh, Moses. And uh, then we get now to this list where it says, and time would fail me to tell. That sounds like some preachers I know. That sounds like me sometimes, you know. You got all these things at the end you wanted to preach about, but I don't have time, so let me just mention them. And you just you give them quickly because you feel bad not including them, right? So here are those folks. One is Gideon. We talked about him on Friday. But next it says of Barak. Now, I, I won't go through the rest of this list right now, but Barak. I'll be honest with you, and, and, and by the way, when we get to heaven, you know, the, these kind of questions won't really matter. But for right now, I have a big question about how in the world did Barak get included in the hall of faith? Now, first of all, let me say this. God is always right, and God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Uh, he is God. And so I'm not saying that to question God. I hope you understand. I'm not saying that to question the Bible. I believe the Bible is true uh, from cover to cover. I believe it is the inspired, it is the inerrant, it is the infallible Word of God, and I'm thankful that it is preserved uh, to this generation. I'm thankful that we have the Bible and we have the authority of Scripture. So I'm not questioning the Bible. I'm just saying in my mind, I wonder... How is it that Barak, a man like that, could be recognized as a hero of the faith? Now, if you remember the story about Barak, uh, he was not the main character in that story. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the book of Judges, the Bible tells us that Deborah, she was the one who was the judge. And the Bible says that Deborah uh, called uh, to Barak to come and to help. And the Bible says in Judges uh, 4 and verse number 8 that uh, Barak, I love this answer, he says unto her, she calls him, she says, I need you to come, we need to go, we need to fight uh, against uh, Sisera, the, uh, the, the, uh, the leader of uh, Jabin's army of the Canaanites. And she said, you need to come. And she said, um, and, uh, and, and we'll see God do a great work in verse 8. And Barak said unto her, now listen to this. Barak is answering Deborah, this woman who is a judge in Israel. You say, why was she a judge? I'll tell you why. Because there were not men that were willing to stand up. There were not men that were willing to be, uh, to be, be, be counted on. And so she's the judge. She's the one. God says, it says in Judges chapter uh, 4 and uh, verse number 2, and Deborah a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. And so she calls to Barak, and Barak says to her, verse 8, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. Now, friend, to me, that doesn't sound like faith. That sounds like fear. That sounds like, uh, not me, I'm not going. You got the wrong guy. But yet, God includes him in the hall of faith. And I want to give you today a few reasons why I believe that Barak is listed as a hero of the faith. Um, Barak, number one, was willing to work with others. Ooh, that's convicting. You know, sometimes we want to be uh, the Lone Ranger. Sometimes we want to be the one and only one to do it. But Barak was willing to work with others. 
He said, if you'll go with me, then I'll go. But if you don't go, I'm not going. In verse number nine, I like what Deborah said. I will surely go with thee. Notwithstanding, the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Now, I'm sure at that point, I'm sure Barak thought, okay, well, Deborah's going to be the one to actually conquer Sisera. It wasn't going to be Deborah. We'll see that in a minute. But I see, number one, that Barak, although he was fearful, uh, although he was not maybe the leader that he should have been, he was willing to work with others. I wonder today, are you willing to work with others uh, in a ministry, in a Sunday school class? Oh, here's a great example. How about in a choir? You know what that takes? That takes working with others. Uh, how about in a nursery? You know, we always have two nursery workers. And so are you willing to work with others? Uh, how about on a project? How about uh, at your job? How about at your workplace? I believe that God's people, we ought to be willing to work with others. Barak was, number one. Number two, Barak was willing to work and not get the glory. Wow, I don't know about you, but this, this passage has been stepping on my toes because some of us were like, I'm willing to do the job, but I better get the credit, but not Barak. As a matter of fact, Deborah said before they ever went into battle, she said, this journey shall not be for your honor because God is going to sell or God is going to, uh, to, 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 to capture uh, uh, Sisera and deliver him into the hand of a woman. And so going into it, Barak knew he wasn't going to get the credit. I wonder if we'd be willing to serve the Lord if we thought we may not get the credit. By the way, we shouldn't be worried about it. You say, well, who gets the credit? Who gets the glory? God. And Barak was willing to work and not get the glory. Number three, Barak in this story, he was willing to work and not get a trophy. You say, I thought we were talking about glory. Well, I understand this a little bit different because Barak uh, with 10,000 men, they pursue after Sisera's army. And the Bible says that in Israel at the time, there was not a spear or a, um, a shield found among 40,000. So if they had any weapons, they were very few and far between. And yet Barak is willing to take a group of men and a group of, uh, of people to go against Sisera, knowing they're outmanned, knowing they don't have enough weapons. And he does all the work, all the effort. He's in the battle. He's chasing down the Canaanites. And the Bible says that Sisera, he fleeing, he goes to the tent of Jael, J-A-E-L. And he goes to her tent and he goes in and she gives him a place to rest. She gives him something to drink. He puts his head down and Jael goes and grabs a spike and a, a hammer, a sledgehammer, and drives that nail into the head of Sisera. And you know, for Barak, he did all the work, all the battle, and then here this woman, basically, she's got the enemy laying down in her tent, and she just takes a spike and a nail and one swing, and he's dead. Uh, Barak didn't get a trophy. Uh, he didn't get to go back and say, I killed Sisera. He didn't get to say that. As it was prophesied by Deborah, uh, God delivered Sisera into the hand of a woman, and that was jail. He was willing to work and not get the trophy. I wonder today, are you willing, am I willing to serve God when we don't get recognized? I didn't get a certificate. I didn't get a plaque. I didn't get a trophy. I, I understand that. And we want to recognize people. But if you're serving God for recognition, you will be disappointed down here. 
but you will never be disappointed when you get to heaven. Because I want to tell you, when we get to heaven, there will be recognition at the judgment seat of Christ for what we've done. Number four, Barak was willing to finish the job. Verse number 16, it says, But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host. And all the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. Barak was willing to finish the job. I wonder if that's why he was included in this Hall of Faith chapter. He just believed that God was going to take care of it. He believed he didn't need to get the glory. He believed he could uh, work with somebody else. He just believed that it was worth finishing the job if God gave him something to start. And then I see number five, he was willing to praise God with the people. Judges chapter five is a song. It's a song of praise. It says, then sang Deborah and Barak on that day, saying, verse two, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel. Verse number uh, three, hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. I wonder if you'd be willing to praise. I wonder if I'd be willing to praise after God does a victory and you don't get the credit. After God does something great and I don't get the glory. I wonder if we'd still be willing to praise and say, that's okay because I wasn't trying to get the glory anyway. Everything I've been doing, I've been trying to do it for him. And friend, when God gets the glory, it really doesn't even matter who gets any credit. All that matters is that God is glorified. Verse three, verse four, verse five, God is glorified. Verse 13, the Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. That's what Deborah and Barak say. It says in verse 20, they fought from heaven. Boy, that's what we need today. We need not just fighting down here. We need God to fight for us from heaven. I'm glad the battle is the Lord's. And in verse 31, God gave them rest for 40 years. What an amazing man, Barak. I would have thought maybe Deborah would be listed. I thought maybe even jail, but oh no, God chose Barak. And I want to tell you, God knows your heart. God knows my heart. God knows what we're doing and he knows why we're doing it. And may we be people of faith, not just people that look good on the outside, but may we be people that are genuine and faithful and true inside out. Hope that helps you today and hope you have a wonderful day on this Monday. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker, we are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.